my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my friend Nick Lindquist. It's always a great time talking to Nick. Uh, we talked about the uh, the uh, ridiculous story from this weekend about how conservatives raised uh, 100 grand to help out uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's impoverished grandmother, uh, which she uh, re- rejected the cash, by the way. Kind of strange there. Uh, and we talked about uh, the corporate press, all, all the goings-on in the corporate press, how they've uh, mishandled the uh, the Wuhan lab leak theory and, and a bunch of other things. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, before I get to Nick, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at Bulk Munitions. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you need ammo. I know you need ammo because I always need ammo, <laughs> okay? And the shelves at your local gun shop are usually empty, and if you can find 9 or 223 or whatever you're looking for, they usually only let you buy like one box a day. Uh, don't have to worry about that anymore. Just hit up my friends over at bulkmunitions.com. They have whatever you need in stock, where you're looking for 9, 556, 223, whatever you need, they have in stock, ready to ship fast. All orders ship uh, within two business days, no more waiting around, and these guys are great. Um, they want their work to serve a higher purpose. That is why they donate at least 10% of their profits to Christian-owned and Second Amendment-supporting charities. They call it their ammo tithe, and if all of that isn't great enough. They're giving this off this audience a limited time offer. The first 25 of you guys to use the promo code TNGP21 at checkout will receive a brand new Blackhawk magazine case, either a soft-sided case for pistol mags or a hard-sided case for AR-15 mags. You get that on the house with the promo code TNGP21. Check out the special offer right now at bulkmunitions.com slash TNGP. That is bulkmunitions.com slash TNGP. Use the promo code TNGP21 for that free magazine case. And guys, if you haven't already, please Follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. If you want to help out the show, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Nick Lindquist. All right, guys, we're here with my brother Nick Lindquist. Nick, my man, how have you been? Pretty good. How about you? Good man. Just had a relaxing uh, fishing weekend up at the cabin. I did get a uh, a hook stuck in my thumb pretty deep <laughs> on, on Friday. I had to go to the hospital to get it removed. I couldn't get it out on my own. But other than that, it was it was a great weekend. Other other than the hook in your thumb, <laughs> oof. Uh, well, that's good that it was good otherwise. Oh, for sure. By the way, uh, no a Novocaine shot in the tip of your thumb really hurts. Really? That I is, would uh, not fun. Oof. It was fun. Enough about me. Enough about me. We have uh, uh, journalists to make fun of on the show today. Um, <laughs> actually, before we before we get to the main topic I want to talk about today, which is just crapping all over the press, we d- I do have to mention uh, this AOC thing from, from late last week because it's just hilarious. Uh, for anybody that missed it, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, made the mistake of posting online about her grandmother uh, how she was living in squalor in, in Puerto Rico and, and attempted somehow to blame it on Donald Trump or, or something you know, bizarre, but you know, whatever, that's what these people do. Twitter, of course, pointed out that AOC makes 175 grand a year and could just help her grandma like any good human being would. 
Uh, and then conservatives, led by Matt Walsh over at the Daily Wire, raised over a hundred grand on GoFundMe to buy this woman a new house. And apparently, this was a vicious personal attack on AOC. Um, so this is just incredible. I, I love the internet, by the way, for this reason. I think this was just a, a great internet moment. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I was following this whole story while it was unfolding, and at first I was like, oh, well, that's really nice. And then it really dawned on me. And this is before she's even said anything about it. Is like, well, she's gonna not accept this money. This is not getting to her grandma somehow. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. She couldn't, uh, you know, put her own ego aside and just like let people help her grandma. And I think, you know, Matt probably knew that from the start a little bit that that was probably gonna happen. But nonetheless, she had the opportunity to take it and she didn't. So, I mean, like, what a brilliant move by Matt. I mean, right. like he put AOC in a no-win situation here. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, now she looks like a monster. <laughs> yes. Before she would have looked like, oh, you're, you know, the left would have tried to to probably cancel her. Or, well, I don't know. She might be a little safer than most, but they would have not been happy about it. Let's say. Like, I, I don't want to dwell on this for too long because I know there are real problems in the country and the world, and this stuff really doesn't matter. But like, it, it does. Look, it really does show you that I, you can't you can't be a moral person and, and a commie. You know what I mean? Like right. you can't be a socialist and a moral person. I really do believe that. Like leftism, it just it just corrupts your mind, man. Like I get that it was kind of a joke and it put AOC in a tough spot, but like imagine seeing a family member you care about suffering and not for a single second thinking, "Hey, maybe I should help out." You know right. what I mean? It's like their worship of the state blinds them. It, it removes their moral compass. Right. And she has the she has the means herself. She has the means to raise the money that Matt raised herself. Like she has all these sorts of ways she could help if she wanted to, but she won't. And that's sort of you know that's her ideology. I mean, like if it's not coming from the government, it's not worthy of being paid attention to. Right, and it's like, you know, I think she just proved that these people on the far left they. The last thing they want is for problems to actually get solved. You know, right. like, that, like what do they have if they can't, like, blame Donald Trump? And by, by the way, like, she was trying to blame Donald Trump for, for hurricane relief, not getting to her grandma or something, when, I mean, Donald Trump for years was saying what reality, what happened is the feds did send all that money, and then the uh, the government in Puerto Rico mishandled it and, and wasted right. a lot of it, um, which is typically what happens in these situations. But they, they don't want, I mean, you know... <laughs> conservatives on Twitter solve the problem. She says, no, no, I don't want to solve the problem. I just want to whine about Donald Trump or whatever at the expense of my elderly, impoverished grandmother. It's like, gosh, man, I just, I can't put myself in her shoes. I cannot put myself in that mindset. Yeah. And letting your grandma be poor to own the cons is a, a weird galaxy brain take, but it's one she's committed to fully. So I guess that's that. <laughs> gotta re I guess you got to respect the, the commitment. Uh, the press, yeah. you know, my favorite part, and this will go into the, the bigger theme of the of the podcast today, but the press didn't know what to do, which is normal. Um, yeah. And, and it's, that's my, my favorite part, is just watching them kind of scramble. And this was one of, I know I say everything's my favorite headline, but this is one of my all-time favorite headlines. This one was from uh, The Independent. Quote, right-wing blogger launches GoFundMe for AOC's grandmother in latest personal attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's like, guys, just stop, like... It, they could just do nothing like the press like all right i get there are a bunch of left-wing hacks and and stuff they protect the democrats but like the move by the press would just be to ignore this 
Just right. pretend it's not happening. But like you can't. Like you're just you're just making yourselves look dumb. Like this is it's ridiculous. Personal, really, a latest personal attack by raising a hundred grand <laughs> and giving it to her grandma. Like, come on, guys. Right. Yeah. And like the the press has always been left leaning, but they you know they used to not engage in stuff like this like a long time ago at this point, and now it's just. It never ends. I mean, even after Trump's been out of office for months, he never stops making the headlines. And yeah, they're just going to keep doing what they do best. That's all they know how to do. There's a yep. few uh, there, there's a few egregious examples from this weekend of the corporate press absolutely clowning themselves. Before I get to the real, you know, some, some serious issues, I'll, I'll go to the, the less serious case here from probably the least serious man in media. Um, that would be Brian Stelter <laughs> on CNN. Um, he had Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, on his Sunday show um, specifically to tell journalists what they should be doing <laughs> when, when covering the White House. Right. So, like, we have the spokesman for the executive branch of the United States federal government being invited by a journalist to go on television and tell journalists that they had better just report her propaganda. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I I get that we hit a new low every day with the press, but even even in the current state that the press is in, this seems lower than usual. Oh, it is. Absolutely. And it's ironic because, you know, these are the same people that, like, you know, basically accused Sarah Huckabee Sanders and and Kaylee and basically all of Trump's press secretaries of being these monsters that are propaganda machines and they're you know they're they're silencing journalists and but but they forget that you know they took questions from a lot of people that were not friendly to the Trump administration regularly and um and now that it's you know now that it's their side in the in the driver's seat it's all of a sudden reversed and you know you you got to just uh play play the game the way it's being played by the the whoever happens to be Biden's press secretary at the time. I mean, how, can they keep up the facade of calling themselves objective or calling themselves journalists or anything? I mean, like Brian Stelter is supposed yeah. to be like the the media watchdog guy, right? For CNN, right? <laughs> you know I mean? Which is laughable. <laughs> yeah, it's laughable, but it's like I, I we, we we saw you know during this last election cycle that the the press still has a lot more power than we thought they did. We thought that they're they're their control over over the voters was waning, and apparently that wasn't true. But it's like, as these people get less and less serious, I, I mean, come on, like the, the the masks are off. Like the, the American people have to have to start disregarding these people the way conservatives had you know decades ago. At right. a certain point, you'd think. You'd think, and I think at one point, you know, they kind of tried to mask it when they still thought people cared, um, like regular Americans, not just conservatives, but. Um, I don't know. I think they're kind of learning that people don't care. They actually just want some sort of narrative to run with in their own lives. And I've kind of leaned into it, but I think it's going to backfire because they're going way too far now. I mean, people are just people are either just going to disengage and not watch the news or not get their news from that source anymore, or they're going to actively push back. So I guess it'll be interesting to see as they keep going down this rabbit hole, what happens. Yeah, it will be interesting. And, and, on a more serious note, um, this is this is the what, what's a real problem. This is the actual dangerous nature of our press. Um, you know, the Brian Stelters of the world. They 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 might they might think they're dangerous. They might they may fancy themselves dangerous, but you know, deeply unserious people like that. I'm not too worried about. But I, I I'm starting to think 
the only way to explain the behavior of our press lately is to assume like I'm trying I'm trying to be less hyperbolic on the show, I promise. But I just have to say it. I, I, I'm starting to assume that these people are more loyal to the Chinese Communist Party than they are to our country. I mean, that we went from the press covering up the Wuhan lab leak theory, which, as it turns out, was almost certainly true, to now saying, well, what does it matter? Who cares? Who cares where the virus came from? So it's like, man, if journalists, if journalists, people that call themselves on their LinkedIn profile, it says journalists, if journalists don't care about the origins of a virus that killed three million people, that, that, I mean, they're just the enemy of the people, man. They're, they're not just the enemy of the American people. They're the enemy of, of truth. In general, right. of justice and decency, of, of morality itself. I mean, they're not journalists. They're something much more nefarious than that. They're monsters. I mean, three, three, three million people died, and these people are just completely uncurious. I mean, right. I, I mean, is it is it loyal? I mean, I'm sure the fact that Disney owns half of the corporate press, all while making billions from communist China, has nothing to do with this. Like, is it that? <laughs> is it just the money coming from the Chinese communists? Like, what what else is there here? Yeah, you know, this is something I've been thinking about a lot, especially, um, I don't know if you saw this. Well, I don't know how you wouldn't have. Uh, John Cena oh, yeah. <laughs> apologizing for, for calling Taiwan a country and doing it in Mandarin. Um, that really was something that really, really disturbed me and got me thinking about this a lot. And I've been thinking about this issue for years because it's just been growing and growing and nothing seems to be happening on it. But I think there's a couple different motives. Like one, obviously just flat out money. Like, you know, um, like Hollywood studios and well, the NBA, as we know, they, they, they have a lot of profit potential in China and um, they don't wanna, they don't wanna squander that. They don't want to give up money just to be morally good. Um, so that's one reason I think also, you know, I've considered, and this is sort of a more sinister explanation, but you know, there's just a lot of journalists that actually don't really like the society we've built here in the United States and they don't really mind watching it kind of just crumble. Um, and it's not necessarily that they like the way that, ch that China's set up, but, but they don't really care much for the, the, the freedoms and the um, just prosperous country we've built so that they don't really mind, um, you know, stepping on it and and owning the establishment, let's say. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think those are at least from where I'm sitting. I'm sure the comments will uh, will tell me that I'm wrong, as always. But <laughs> from where yes. I'm sitting, that it is. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that those are the only two out the only two options here you know like the chinese communist party is the great evil of of the modern world i mean they they killed 80 million people the largest genocide in human history killed more people than genghis khan did you know what right. I mean? they killed something like you know four times as many people as stalin and eight times as many people as hitler i mean we're talking about you know the the most evil regime probably in the history of the world who still holds you know over you know recent estimates are 2.1 million Muslim minorities in in concentration camps, right? Um, you know, like and and there's only there's two kinds of corruption in in politics, and it's like financial corruption and there's like ideological corruption. And I think 
with the way the press is, is covering the CCP, it's one of those two things. Either they work for Disney or ABC and they just can't say anything, right? Or they'll yeah. get fired. Or they're just they're just reds, man. They're, yeah. they're just actual red. I, they, they actually want the communists to win and they want America to fall. I mean, I, 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 you know, I don't think that's the majority of, of corporate journalists. You know, I think it is some. I mean, there are some. Um, I mean, like, heck, Van Jones was fired by Barack Obama for being too much of a communist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, like, there are a lot of actual true reds in media. Um, and But I think if, looking at their behavior, it's either one or the other for, for all of them. It's either they have a financial interest in keeping their mouth shut or they're just they are the enemy. I mean, they are the enemy of freedom and liberty and capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on the, um, you know, on the Wuhan lab stuff. I think there's one more possibility for that specific scenario, and it's, uh, you know, journalists for over a year had been saying that that was a hoax, like, that's not possible, that's right-wing conspiracy theory kind of stuff, and then now, when they're finding out that, no, that's actually not, and, like, actual government agencies are saying that's a possibility, they don't have the bone in their body to let their egos crumble. So they, they don't want to admit that they were wrong because um, they never want to look like they're wrong. They want to craft the narrative on their own. And if they're wrong, the narrative isn't as trustworthy anymore. So um, I actually think yeah. it's, I think it goes further than that, actually. I mean, nobody wants to admit publicly that they're wrong. So I'm sure there is a little bit of that. But like, it's the re- religiosity of the press's coverage. Like, it's, it's more religious than it is just not wanting to be embarrassed. Like, I really think it is. It's like zealotry. Right. Like it's we found out last week uh, that Anthony Fauci, as a lot of us on the right suspected, is a liar and a fraud. (laughs) And he knew he was warned, you know, well over a year ago that the virus was more than likely released from a lab. And he knew over a year ago that, you know, masks didn't really work and all of this. And and we have hard evidence. I mean, he admitted all of this in his emails and the religious nature of the press's coverage of these emails is something to behold. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, in the face of hard evidence from Fauci in his own writing right there, the, the press will say, oh, no, nope, nope, not true. Nope, no, it still didn't come from a lab. No, <laughs> it's like, it's like they're 7th century, century religious zealots. You know what I mean? It's like they're trying yeah. to shut down, you know, what they view as, as blasphemy against their deity, which is Anthony Fauci. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's it goes past just not, you know, ego and, and not wanting to admit you're wrong to, like, something wor- something deeper something more nefarious and and religious in nature i think yeah no i would agree with that i've i've like researched and discussed this issue a lot of where america isn't really in a lot of ways becoming secular we're just worshiping different things and things that aren't supposed to be worshiped like identity politics and dr fauci who you know, I just have to say, I'm very glad I've been on the the fire Fauci train for like a year now because I was right the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 suspicions of him were correct. Um, but no, I, I I agree with that. I think there's some there's this weird spiritual element to all of it, um, and the press is really trying to capitalize on that as well because if they can get people to get on the train, then you know, there's not really a chance that they're getting off if it's if there's a spiritual kind of layer to it. 
it's like they remind me of you know people that the the folks that wanted to kill people who who tried to tell the world that the world isn't flat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, they must be killed. Burn them at the stake. Yeah, you know, that's our press. Just the press will do whatever they have to do to to hide the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? right. Like it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And one more final note on our illustrious press. Um, another just bizarre behavior I've been noticing from the press is how hilarious it is watching them chase Joe Manchin around and Kirsten Cinema around, you know, trying to get them to do all the evil stuff that they want, <laughs> all the evil stuff they want, like end the filibuster and nationalize all elections. And I don't know what else. Replace the Washington Monument with a giant dildo, you know, all like the far left, far left initiatives. Okay. Like, I'm trying to think of ways that our corporate press differs from just a left-wing lobbying firm. It's like if you look at what they do, like how they behave around Joe Manchin, they're lobbyists. They're just lobbying Joe Manchin. Like they're they're just like begging him to to vote with with Joe Biden. Like it's it's strange. It's like I don't know. Like I don't know if this breaks some kind of law. <laughs> like uh, there's all these laws around lobbying. I don't know if you know what they're doing is illegal or not. But it's like I, I'm trying to think of a way where 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 they're different than just any old lobbyist in DC. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird uh, second layer there for sure. I think it's definitely something worth looking into. But I have noticed that as well. Um, just it, really just the air around cinema and mansion in general. I um I I love watching you know kind of the left get you know in seething anger over what they do. And and they don't understand the dynamics of the politics in either of those states. Like um, college Dems yesterday tweeted a, a picture, that picture of AOC glaring at Mansion from behind. <laughs> and I was just like, I think I quote tweeted it and was like, yeah, like run a please run a socialist to replace Joe Manchin. Let's see how that works in West Virginia. Like they just don't understand anything about the dynamics of the politics in Arizona or West Virginia or all of these other states that the left has been trying to flip for decades. Like if you get a Democrat in a seat that was before like deep red, they're going to vote much, much, much more conservative than a Democrat from New York or Massachusetts. It's just they're making their own party more conservative if they want to flip more seats. And I, I think it it's not even that they don't understand the politics of West Virginia and Arizona. I don't even think they understand the politics of D.C. Like, yeah, I, I think Joe Manchin behind the scene. I mean, you know this because, you know, we've both been kind of in this world for a long time. Like Joe Manchin is just a shield for a lot of Democratic senators and everybody in D.C. knows it. Like, yes. dude, look, like voter ID law, for instance, like they, they want to pass a bill that would ban <laughs> that would ban <laughs> checking driver's licenses to vote, you know. And, uh, like, that's an 80-20 issue for Republicans. It's like 80% of the country, including a majority of Democrats and, and a supermajority of independents, favor voter ID laws. Like, dude, there's so many, there are so many Democratic senators that are like, thank goodness Joe Manchin is taking these flaming arrows for me. Like, you just think John Tester in Montana right. wants to vote against voter ID laws? Do you think what what's her name in uh uh can't remember her name in New Hampshire who's up for re-election next year won by 0.3 percent six years ago wants to vote against voter ID laws? Eh, come on, man. You right. think Sherrod Brown in Ohio wants to vote against voter ID laws? 
give me a break. Like, Joe Manchin is just the scapegoat because he just doesn't care what the press says anymore. But there's, <laughs> there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of Democrats in D.C., in the House and the Senate, that don't want to go along with any of this. And they're just glad that, you know, Joe Manchin shuts these votes down before they happen to begin with. Right. Yeah, very true. I mean, it's everyone. I mean, I guess in some ways Joe Manchin wins, but but like, you know, this is a win for, you know, sort of the people who are trying to stay a little under the radar. It's a win for even the far left, because now they can go on the campaign trail and say, oh, like, you know, this is the reason that none of this is passing and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's there's a lot of reasons why he's used as a shield, but he definitely is. You're right. You're right about that. Absolutely. Nick, my friend, as always, thank you for doing this, man. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Where can everybody read your stuff? Follow you online. Keep in touch. All, all the good stuff. All the plugs. Absolutely. Um, follow me on Twitter, Nick underscore Lindquist. And then um, you can find me and my writings at nicklindquist.com. Everybody follow Nick. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.